Welcome to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette, with your host Steve Garrett, MC and DJ at one of the largest Corvette weekends in the country, Corvette Fun Fest, president of the Corvette Club of Kansas City, Missouri, and radio disc jockey at the number one radio station in Kansas City for over 40 years. Here's Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. I appreciate you tuning in. You can listen to Corvette Today on all podcast platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, and now on Pandora, Stitcher, Audible, and many more. You can also listen on your smart device. Just say Alexa or Hey Google. Play the podcast called Corvette Today, and you're connected. Also, visit the Corvette Today website. It's corvettetodaypodcast.com. You can also sign up for Corvette Today notifications, updates, and information at corvettetoday.ck.page. Hey, and don't forget, join the Corvette Today Facebook group. We have over 1,800 members, and I'd love to have you as a member, too. First, let me thank our flagship sponsors of Corvette Today, Haltech Systems. Haltech makes the best cold air intake with world-class performance for your C5, C6, C7, and C8 Corvette. It's the quickest and fastest intake with no cutting or hacking. It's just plug-and-play and no throwing codes. Get your special Corvette Today discount of 11% off with the code CT11 online at HaltechSystems.com or just call them 262-965-4300. That's 11% off at H-A-L-L-T-E-C-H Systems.com or their phone number is 262-965-4300 and get your Corvette Today discount. Also, midenginecorvetteforum.com. If you'd like to join this new vibrant forum that focuses on the new mid-engine C8 Corvette, it's free to join this friendly community. You'll find a lot of Corvette enthusiasts like yourself at midenginecorvetteforum.com. Also, a shout-out to canadiancorvetteforum.com, welcoming Corvette owners around the world. All right, it's time for the latest Corvette news and headlines with my buddy Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. As you know, Keith is a regular guest every other week, and we keep you up to date on what's happening in the world of Corvette. Keith, happy holidays. How was your Christmas? You know, Steve, it was pretty wonderful. Surrounded by friends and family, just couldn't ask for anything better than that. Everybody we were with was all happy and healthy. Just hope that extends on to our Corvette family out there on the Internet. Absolutely. Especially with this pandemic, it's just nice to get together with any kind of family. It's just really been a weird year, and I'm anxious to get into 2021. Boy, that's for sure. I'm looking forward to it as well. We are not at any loss, my friend, for all news Corvette. Even though it's at the end of the year and it's right after Christmas, we still have tons of things to talk about. First up, GM abandons the Manta Ray trademark, and they go for E-Ray instead. Is there a backstory on this? Well, you know, General Motors' first trademark Manta Ray, it was uh, June of 2015. The Stingray had been out in the 13. Um, of course, they did the Z06, and they were doing Grand Sport. But I think there was plans here for some sort of up model from the Stingray called the Manta Ray. You know the history. They've used Manta Ray before. There was a concept car back in the 60s called the Manta Ray. Right. That one actually had the ZL1 big block in it, as we've seen it at the Heritage Center and at some of the shows. I believe the car was on display maybe a year or two ago at the Corvette Museum. So I think this is just standards. They were looking at an up model. Let's call it the Manta Ray as a nod to the Stingray. We're keeping with the aquatic theme. But then, you know, what happens is the mission changes at headquarters. And with the huge focus now on electrification 
And of course, we've talked about the Corvette might have a hybrid setup with electric motors up in the front for performance assist. It would make sense that the manufacturers want to somehow work in that name into the name of the car itself. We saw that with Ford with their new Mach-E electric car, the electric Mustang. So I think this is what it is. I think it's just changing times. They want to be able to say, get that E in there for electrification somehow. And E-Ray certainly fits the bill there. Well, it's just an update from 2015 from the Manta Ray. And it's great that they have the Ray in there, like you said, as well. Yeah. So trademarks, they first file it, and then they have five years to show whether they're moving forward with it in terms of commerce. When General Motors files a trademark, it'll tell you that this is for a motorland vehicle, namely automobiles, is what the category is there. So, I mean, they were thinking about a Manta Ray Corvette name, but it looks like that is now on the wayside, and E-Ray appears to have won out. Whatever they call it, I'm anxious to see what it's going to be. Absolutely. Also, Tonawana number one team badges are going to be on the new 2021 C8 engines, and I think this is great. I think that they should put some badging like that to show some pride in the build. Well, this accomplishes a, a number of things. This goes back to 2019. General Motors President Mark Royce was at the Tonawanda powertrain facility up in upstate New York when they were introducing and, and talking about the LT2 that would be built there for the Corvette. He had talked about bringing back these badges, the number one team. It essentially allows these other manufacturing places outside of Bowling Green to also participate and celebrate the Corvette. These stickers were on our engine blocks back in the day as well. It's got actually the throwback font on it and stuff. So when they did these badges last year, I guess they just weren't quite right. So it did take a little bit of time to get them right. They actually look like little metal plates, actually, that are affixed to the manifold covers. They do. It looks very nice. And again, like I said, it allows Tonawanda also to have their employees celebrate what they're doing for the Chevrolet Corvette as well. Very nice. And also, this is really cool because I thought about having this guy on our podcast because we've had Peter Brock, we've had Kirk Benyon, but Tom Peters, another one of the iconic designers in Corvette lore, has joined the staff at the National Corvette Museum. You know, this really makes a lot of sense for the museum to go after some of these retired guys and girls from General Motors because generally these people like Tom is, you know, a relatively young looking guy, got plenty of things to do after his time with General Motors. Of course, he was named to the Corvette Hall of Fame. So it's a natural fit. He worked with the museum on their recent Rat Fink exhibition. So I think they're going to be leaning on him to bring in both some of his history with General Motors and how they can bring out some of that with their new displays that they have now. And then I'm sure they'll be working with him as well as seeing what other things that they could bring in that would be of interest to the Corvette faithful. That'll be a great addition to the family over there at the National Corvette Museum. Also, we found out, Keith, that the first 2021 C8 is going to be, yes, a Torch Red Z51 Coupe. <laughs> you know, there's something about the old familiar red Corvette, isn't there? Yes, absolutely. A couple weeks ago, we learned that the last Corvette of 2020 was a Sebring Orange convertible. So I hit up one of my friends on the Corvette team. I said, hey, can you give us a little info on the first car? So the first 2021 Corvette was completed on December 14th. Torch red, Z51 package. It's got magnetic shocks and it's got some racing stripes. It's got the hash mark graphics. 3LT interior with competition seats. Wow. So somebody did this car right. What I like best about this car is, once again, it is going to a customer who ordered it, which I think is very important because, as we know, these people that are supposedly getting the first 2021s had 2020 orders and were bumped because of the delays with the pandemic and the UAW strike. I think this is great 
just focus on the customers. Let's get their cars out. Of course, the very first car is going to a customer. So pretty cool by General Motors. Absolutely right. And they started shipping as of December 20th of 2019. Yeah, there was a lot of questions about whether they were going to be able to do that or not. There's always a standard holdover between model years. We know that some people at the plant, they tend to be a little bit more conservative, I think, about sending cars out. You know, they just want to make sure everything's right. Right. But we did get the word that they were shipping cars. The phrase that one of my friends on the team used is that they wanted to, quote, clear the lots at Bowling Green. So even <laughs> while they're not working, they won't go back until January 4th. But Jack Cooper Transport's going to continue to work. And let's see if they can clear those lots and get all those new cars out to people. That's awesome. I'm glad that they were able to get some 2021s out before Christmas. I'm sure that was a great Christmas gift for a lot of people. Absolutely. Also, there's unfortunately, it doesn't seem like there's a remedy for some of these brake assist problems. There's a loss of brake assist on some of these new C8s. What's going on with that, Keith? Okay, so we had talked about this a couple months back. I guess it was in September. Right. There was a stop sale notice issued on Corvettes as well as Cadillacs. I believe there was a Buick involved. What it was was there was contamination in the brake sensor. Oh. What was weird, though, is that, you know, we talked about there was only about 38 Corvettes or so that were identified. Later, we've learned that it was actually higher than that. The NHTSA, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, says that the number is 679 cars. Huh. And these were all cars that were built earlier. So even though there was a stop sale order, which means that you can't deliver these cars to customers, most of the Corvettes, I believe, had already been delivered to their customers. We have a mutual friend, John Elegant, over at the Mid-Engine Corvette Forum. He has one of these cars that needs a new brake booster is what the remedy is. We've been in touch with him, plugged his VIN into the website so we could see the recall information, and it's just no remedy yet. So General Motors is doing a basically a phased approach to getting these out there. They've started with a couple cars already. I believe it was a Cadillac. I think the fix is coming. There's just not enough parts yet to go around outside the manufacturing, it sounds like. Well, they're working on it, and we'll hopefully have a fix here pretty soon. Yep, and as we said, you know, braking is overrated a lot of times, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. We obviously want people to feel good about their cars. They need to be as safe as possible. So let's hope that General Motors can light a fire here and come up with 679 brake booster units to fix these cars. Absolutely right. And staying with the C8s, Keith, I know that the door sills, the car covers, and also the high wing spoilers will not be available on the 2021s. What's going on with that? Again, we're just hearing these are some of these minor LPOs, the dealer installed options. That we're just hearing supplier issues. We assume that it's somehow related to COVID because it seems like everything's related to COVID these days. Right. But they did with the illuminated door sills. Chevy went to dealers and said, hey, we're not going to hold people up. We just need to strip these off the orders. My feeling is that they'll end up showing up on the parts department and on the accessories catalog again in the, within just a few months or so, probably. Good. So it's not completely gone, but they want to get these cars out. So they're just taking it off the order form so they can get their cars to the customer. Exactly. And we've already seen like now those 2020 options that got stripped, the high wing, the 5VM arrow, those are all coming back now. If you didn't get one of those, you wanted the high wing, you couldn't get one. We are seeing them showing up now at dealers. There's a lot of accessory aftermarket companies that have been ordering them from dealers. So they have the actual OEM wings installed. They are coming back. So, you know, again, just be patient. Keep digging, keep talking to your parts department at your Chevy dealer that there's something you really want. Like I said, I think it's just going to be a delay not too long on some of this stuff. I'm glad to hear that it's not completely gone. It's just a little bit of a delay and they're getting people their cars before they get the aftermarket stuff. 
Also, the 2020 C8 was named the best car I drove this year by a Fox Auto Reviewer. What's going on with that? Obviously, it sounds pretty cool, but I've never heard of that before. This is the end of the year, so there's a lot of recaps and updates that websites do. We're going to be doing one next week, the top 10 stories that appeared on Corvette Blogger in 2020. Great. This Fox News guy, he probably drove 50 or 60 cars this year. Wow. And he says that it was everything from the new Tesla Model Y to the Ford Mustang Mach-E. He drove GM's full-size SUVs, the new Land Rover Defender, the first Ford F-150 hybrid. He says of the 2020 Corvette, it was the car that impressed him more than any other because it exceeded his expectations. And again, that's what Corvette does. It exceeds it. You have got all that storage space, both front and back, so you can travel well with it. The car is fun to drive. The all-weather tires now make it a little bit safer to drive in cooler temperatures. There's a lot there. And again, I think this is what we're seeing is we're going to see some of these reviewers who have driven a lot of cars kind of circle around and say, wow, that Corvette was something special this year. And finally, in our new segment, it looks like the C7Z06 is going to get an extended warranty because of some of the on-track heating issues. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's correct, Steve. This has been something that GM's engineers have been working with all the way back to when the car was first introduced in 2015. We know that when the car got in the hands of some of the magazines like Motor Tread, it failed spectacularly. It had a heating issue. It went into limp mode, which makes the car basically useless on a racetrack. We know that engineers have tinkered with the car. They've tried to redesign the airflow into this supercharger. They've done a number of other things. But I think at this point, with a number of class action lawsuits that are still out there, they just decided to increase the warranty for the Z06, but only for those people that can show that their car did have some sort of cooling issue because of being on the track or something like that. So there is a disqualifier there. If you're not tracking your car, you still want that warranty. You actually have to show that it did have some issues. The new warranty period is for seven years or 72,000 miles, whichever occurs first. It's from the date that the car was placed into service. Sounds good. Well, I'm glad that they're at least addressing that issue with the Z06 owners. Keith, let's take our first break, and when we come back, we've got a lot to talk about in the Racing and Rumors segment of Corvette Today. VetFinders.com is the Internet's original Corvette classified ads website, with classified ads starting at just $25, and every ad runs until your Corvette is sold. If you're in the market for a Corvette, VetFinders.com has over 500 Corvettes for sale from all around the USA and Canada and covering all eight generations. Visit VetFinders.com, the Internet's destination for buying and selling Corvettes. That's V-E-T-T-E Finders.com. Hey, honey, are you awake? Mm, I am now. I can't sleep. Since turning 50, I keep dreaming of a red door and a blue door, somehow knowing there are only choices for retirement. Okay. Through the red door, we outlive our money. We have to rely on our kids. We're stuck on a fixed income. It's terrifying. Yeah, that would suck. But through the blue door, our money outlives us. We retire on our terms. Our kids stay our kids, not our caretakers. We make work optional. Yes, that's much better. That's what I I want to, but what do we do? We call True Wealth and Company at 913-653-8783. They specialize in helping successful people make work optional. They're our fiduciary Blue Door personal wealth managers. Hey, where are you going? It's 3 a.m. I can't sleep. I'm going to check out True Wealth and Company online at retirewithtrue.com. That Blue Door is going to be our retirement. 913-653-8783. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com. Investment advice offered through True Wealth and Company, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas. You're listening to the Corvette Today podcast 
with Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me today is Keith Cornett, MrCorvetteBlogger.com. As you know, Keith is with me every other week. We talk about all the news and headlines in the world of Corvette to keep you current and updated. In the second segment, it's racing and rumors. And Keith, we've got a lot to talk about. First of all, if you listen to podcast number 24, Doug Feehan is the director of Corvette Racing. Doug has stepped aside from Corvette Racing, but you have the real backstory, don't you? Well, that was what the official press release said. Doug Feehan steps down after 25 years, and it sounds all very nice and all that. But we know from those that have talked to Doug, I have actually not talked to Doug since all this happened. So what I actually heard was secondhand. But from people that we trust and know, Doug has made it clear to a couple of those people that it was not his decision to step down. There's a lot of things going on within the team, that is, so it's hard to pinpoint why this happened. We do know that over the course of the years, the team has gotten bigger, has gotten more corporate. As the team continues to win, we saw General Motors racing program really try to exert more control over the team. Back in the day, you know, how Jake, the iconic skull logo for Corvette racing, the team came up with that for themselves, used to put it on the car and stuff like that. Now, everything that goes on the car needs permission. It needs to be the right scheme as determined by General Motors. So there's a lot of corporate influence on the racing team. As you know, Doug was a General Motors employee. He was the guy. The program director that sat between General Motors and Pratt and Miller, the people that run the Corvette racing team. Right. Over the course of the years, too, there's been other people that have stepped up. What Doug was doing as a program manager maybe 10 years ago, he probably wasn't doing as much as that then. I would say that over the course of the years, he's become more of a figurehead of the car. And for some inexplicable reason, General Motors decided that they didn't need him anymore. I find that this is a huge mistake on the team's part. Doug is the face of Corvette Racing. It's his leadership that has really seen this team succeed over those years. 22 seasons, there's 14 team championships, 13 manufacturer and driver titles, and 113 race victories. Why he's not out there racing the cars, we all know how important he is to the team. This one hurt. This one hurt bad. It did. And Doug was the founder and starter of Corvette Racing 25 years ago. So it's really, really sad to hear that Doug is leaving. And again, if you'd like to listen to Doug talk about Corvette Racing, just go to podcast number 24 of Corvette today and you can listen to him talk. Staying with the racing, it's really cool because if you'd like to own one of the C7 number three race cars, you can do it for the low, low price of $950,000. You know, these cars, they're raced and then they're sold. And a lot of times they're sold to partners who race them. We've seen other former Corvette racing cars end up at Le Mans and other races. That's what this car did. It was the number three car that was built of all the C7Rs, and it's got wins at Daytona and Sebring. This was the car that got wrecked at Le Mans with Jan Magnussen driving, and if you remember, they were unable to repair the car, so they had a DNF at Le Mans. But this car has been all fixed up. It's under the care of Pratt & Miller, who did a lot of refurbishment for the company that's actually actually selling it now this car will be sold like you said it's got a nice stout price of nine hundred fifty thousand dollars yes but somewhere somebody's gonna buy this car it'll either go to a museum hopefully it'll go to a place that they drive the car so we see a lot of former ex-corvette racing cars in the historic races and in some of those places so this car's still got a lot of life in it it comes with a bunch of spare parts 
So, you know, you could feel confident about driving it in some of these historic vintage races again. Huh. It would make a cool addition to anybody's Corvette collection. Boy, I wish my checkbook could write a $950,000 check, (laughs) Keith. (laughs) That's right. That would be a lot of fun. In the rumors category, it looks like some extended videos have popped up about the new C8 prototypes in California. You know, it seems like every couple months or so we get a surprise with the Corvette team driving these cars on public streets. We saw that out in California a week and a half ago with actually four or five different prototypes out there. This guy that got video of the prototypes that we ran on our website actually had captured them a year ago. So they're up in the mountains outside of Palm Desert and Palm Springs, up on Big Bear Mountain and the San Jacinto Mountains. I don't know if I said that right, but it's like 10,000 feet up there. So they're doing some sort of higher altitude testing, it looks like. These cars are all wrapped in the heavy black ladding, so there's a lot more hit in there. We get the feeling that these are wide bodies, but they have the wheels covered. There's no wings on the back, so it's really hard to say, are we looking at maybe a potential Z06 prototype or could it be an e prototype right well that's pretty interesting at least they're out on the roads and i'd love to see what's underneath the camouflage that's for sure that'd be fun to see we don't think it'll be too much longer we've got in 2021 we're expecting to see the debut of the 2022 z06 at some point right and then after that should be if all goes well the e-ray would be next so we're going to be seeing some reveals here again as uh, engineers continue to fill out the c8 portfolio 2021 could be a very cool year, my friend. Yes, it will be. Also, it looks like in Australia, they've set a price for the new C8. The MSRP is going to be $150,000. Yeah, you know, these poor Australians, these guys really love Corvettes. They've just really had a hard time over the last year and a half with the closing of Holden. There's a new entity down there, GMSV, General Motors Specialty Vehicles. They're going to be selling the Corvettes. They're going to be selling Silverados and possibly some other General Motors SUVs. The Corvette, of course, will have the factory right-hand drive mod, whereas the Silverados all come with the left-hand drive, and they actually have to move them over at GMSV in Australia. Okay. We're expecting that they're going to get 21s in the later half of next year at 149.9 is their starting price, which in U.S. dollars is almost 114,000. So they're going to be paying a premium, but they are coming. It looks like and. And that's the best news. Well, the premium is because we got to switch it over to a right-hand drive. Isn't that correct? <laughs> well, we do that on our side now, but there's the conversion of the dollars and the imports and all that other stuff. And that's right. why you get that price. Of course, no one can argue that the car is hot. And so in a hot market, they can charge a little bit more. And that was one of the things that we had heard was that the car might have been about $20,000 less originally when if it was Holden that was doing the car. But after Holden went away and now we're doing all this other stuff and now that with the success of the car being out, they said, well, I think we can get a little bit more for this. Well, that makes sense. And finally, it looks like Lingenfelter and Corsa have joined forces to make an Extreme S exhaust that gets 20 more horsepower for the C8. That's pretty cool. You know, we knew that Lingenfelter was doing some early prototype testing for Corsa. It's been about standard that we've seen about a a 15 to 20 horsepower pickup on these aftermarket exhaust systems for the C8, which is actually still quite surprising because the Teneco system on the C8 was very well done. Obviously, it sounds great from that stock, but some people just want that more sound, that deeper sound, and that's where the aftermarket comes in. And of course, Corsa is a trusted name. That should do pretty well. I'm anxious to see going to a Corvette show and actually seeing installs happening again. And I'm sure people are really going to gravitate towards the Corsa one because they just had that history of serving Corvette owners. 
it sounds like it's a good sounding unit. I have a Corsa Extreme exhaust on my C7 Stingray, and I absolutely love it. So I'm glad to see that Langenfelter and Corsa are working together on the C8. Yep. Keith, let's take our final break, and then the third segment, we'll talk about the lighter side of Corvette on Corvette Today. If you're looking for top quality aftermarket parts for your C2 through C7, and especially your new C8 Corvette, look no further than Apsis USA. We are a leader in aftermarket parts, especially parts made in carbon fiber. Whether it's for your interior, exterior, or engine bay, Apsis USA can custom make nearly any part you want in leather, carbon fiber, or carbon flash. Plus, we have custom parts for your new C8 Corvette that no other company has. Visit our website at apsisusa.com or call toll-free at 1-800-68-APSIS. That's 1-800-682-7747. Call and get the special Corvette Today discount of 10% off your order. We'll help you customize your Corvette to give it that one-of-a-kind look. So when you want the best, look to the leader in aftermarket interior, exterior, and engine bay parts for your Corvette. APSIS USA at APSISUSA.com. Don't forget, call today and get your 10% discount when you mention the Corvette Today podcast. KC Trends Motorsports has been the Midwest's largest custom wheel superstore for over 25 years. They specialize in C8 wheel fitments from the top brands in the industry like HRE, Vossen, ADV1, Avant-Garde, and more. They ship daily from their Kansas City location to all upper 48 states with the best pricing and inventory in the country. Need tires? KC Trends Motorsports has you covered. They have tires in stock from Michelin and Pirelli. Plus, they can help you with a customized wheel and tire combo for your Corvette to truly make it one of a kind. And if you need wheel ideas, no problem. Simply go online to kctrends.com for their car and wheel visualizer. See the wheels on your Corvette before you purchase. Also, there's dozens of wheels and tire combo pictures to look through online to spur your imagination. And their expert staff is there to help you with wheel and tire sizing and offsets for your C6, C7, and C8 Corvette. Visit them online at kctrends.com. See them on Facebook and Instagram. Make any Corvette a one-of-a-kind with KC Trends Motorsports. Call them toll-free, 877-962-5200. KC Trends Motorsports. And now, back to Corvette Today with your host and my husband, Steve Garrett. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. Keith Cornett from Corvette Blogger is with me every other week. And this is the end of the year and the end of the month. And Keith is going to give us our last final views and insights about what's going on in the world of Corvette. Keith, on the lighter side, it looks like there was a rendering of a C8 with round taillights. It just kind of looked blasé and kind of plain Jane. I didn't like it at all. What did you think? Yeah, you know, everybody was clamoring about the round taillights when the C7s came out, because obviously that was one of the big major design shifts. Right. Corvettes have always had these round taillights, apparently. People were quite upset when they didn't come out on the C7. I guess a designer over on Instagram was asked about, maybe you could try uh, C6, the round taillights, on the back of the Corvette. So he rendered them on there. And actually, he used the version that we saw. He used the custom taillights off of the Genovation GXE. Oh, the electric Corvette, which are larger and they're a little bit offset from each other. They remind us, if you know, the GTRs, the Nissan GTRs. Right. Those taillights, they look more like that. So here it is on the back of a C8. He actually grafted the whole fascia from the back of the C6 or that Genovation car onto the C8. 
It just really looks plain Jane, as we said in the title. Most of our commenters agreed with us on that as well. Whereas if it would have been the C7, people have said, I love it, I want it. Bring back the round tail lights on a C8. I don't think anybody's thinking that. I didn't like it either. And you know what? Ferrari and like you said, the Nissan GTRs all have round taillights. I'd rather be unique and stand out with something cool and innovative as far as design goes. So I'm right there with you. They did look pretty plain Jane. Also, the 1988 prototype C4ZR1 was up for bid, and it sold for $75,000. Now, that was surprising because we had written about this car three days before the auction ended, and the bidding on this car was only at $10,000. This is a car, this is a ZR1 prototype. It was over in England at the Lotus Development Center over there, and at some point, these prototype ZR1s that they had over there were ordered destroyed. What they did there was they just basically ran a backhoe over them, smashed them all down, and then they buried them. A few years back, a couple of these cars were pulled out. I believe it was a Lotus engineer was one of the guys, one of the main guys that was able to pull out the car. And even though the body was crushed, a lot of the components survived. So this car was rebuilt using a lot of OEM and pre-production parts. You see the pictures on it. It's got some little camouflage on the rear there. Obviously, the C4 ZR1s were wider than the regular cars. And for somebody that had a decent, pretty eye, that you know, you'd be able to say, wow, that car looks a little bit wider than stock. Right. Within just a couple of days of this being for sale at $10,000, it shot all the way up to $75,000. Someone's going to have a really neat Corvette in their collection. Absolutely. Also, this was really cool. I watched the video on it and I got it on CorvetteBlogger.com. It was a kind of a light show from a C8 owner's headlights in Montana. That was really cool, but I don't think it was supposed to be that way. I don't think so either. And I actually had reached out to a member of the Corvette team and said, what do you think about this? And I never heard anything back. Of course. So it tells me that that was not something that was supposed to be happening. So on a cold, snowy Montana morning, this car is parked outside. So it's covered with a nice little covering of ice and snow. The owner says that he remote started the car to get it warming up. As he's looking at the headlights, the LEDs are dancing. They're not just on solid. They're moving up and down the array there. And it was kind of cool. And he saw it with his eye. We were thinking maybe it was a camera that saw it because the camera's the way the LEDs kind of flicker when you capture on camera. We were thinking maybe, well, that was it. But no, he saw it with his own naked eye, started recording it. We sent that out to some people at GM and we haven't heard anything back. So we think maybe it was just a little cold in Montana that morning. I thought it was really cool, though. It looked like a lot of fun. I wish all of them would do that on a cold morning. Well, the funny thing, too, is like more of the comments are, why the heck is this guy parking his car outside more than (laughs) what's going on with these lights? Right. So it was a little bit of questioning this Corvette owner's commitment. Absolutely right. Also, there is another Easter egg that they found with the Zor head on the C8. Where was that located? Well, this was a stamping on the underside of the car. So if you have the C8 up on the lift, you know that the bottom is nearly completely flat now with the different panels that they have. The owner of this car was in for some service and had the car up on a lift. He was just kind of walking underneath it and surprised when he saw it. He took a couple pictures of it. We haven't seen this one yet in person. And in fact, some of our friends that have earlier C8 Corvettes, earlier 2020s built, don't have this either. So we know like on the windshield, you know, they started putting Zora head icon on the windshields. Well, all that happened in late September. So it appears that like you're, they're still kind of rolling out, making some of these changes. And at some point they said, let's put a stamping of them underneath. And that's what we found. I thought it was pretty cool. I like the one on the windshield and I like this one underneath. So I'd like to have a C8 that has both of them and maybe more. Exactly. And it's just, it's fun for the owners. They get to point it out to their friends. Check this out. 
the iconic picture of the first Corvette chief engineer on the C8. I think it's a pretty cool thing. And it's a great nod to Zora from the Corvette team as, as acknowledging his influence on this car. And finally, Keith, GM releases part one of a documentary that covered the development of the mid-engine Corvette. It was wonderful. I can't wait for the second part to come out. Yeah, so they did this in two parts. The first part just came out, and it focuses on the designers. So we hear from interior and exterior designers, the people that really help define what the car looks like today. We see some great shots of them working clay models. One of the things I didn't know they did was they built a number of clay models, but each side of the car was different. The one side had a different scoop than the other side. Oh. And it just allows them, they build these clay models, they mock them up so it looks like they've got wheels and windshields and windows, and then they take them outside to the design patio there, and they can all stand back and look at them from the various angles and you know decide which ones they like so there's actually a lot of footage of that in this documentary we understand that when we get back from vacation so january 4th that's when the second part drops and that'll be all the performance stuff oh so we'll hear from the engineers there and i believe it's that version or that segment is where we'll have more on the Nürburgring run of the c8 as well if you remember they teased the time in the trailer for this revolution so now we're going to find out more about it. Excellent. I can't wait for that second part to come out. I'm looking forward to it. There's also a book that goes along with this. Really? It's been delayed forever, but the publisher reached out to us, and the book comes out on February 9th now. That's my birthday. If you go to Amazon, you search for Revolution, the mid-engine Corvette story. You'll see it there, and you'll see February 9th. So happy birthday, Steve. <laughs> well, thanks, Keith. That's really great that they came out with that on my birthday. That's excellent. I'll look forward to that. Uh-huh. Hey, before we go, Keith, I know it's right around the holiday season and this podcast comes out after Christmas, but I had to read this before you and I go because it was posted on the Corvette Today Facebook group and I thought it was really cool. It's called A Corvette Night Before Christmas. "'Twas the night before Christmas, and in the garage, there wasn't a trace of a Ford or a Dodge. The presents were wrapped, the lights were all lit, so I figured I'd go mess with my Corvette for a bit. I popped the release and lifted the hood when a deep voice behind me said, "'Looks pretty good.' Well, as you can imagine, I turned mighty quick, and there by my workbench was good old St. Nick. He just stared at first, not sure what to say. Then Santa piped in, "'Don't you suppose you'd trade that for my sleigh?' Forget it, Mr. Claus, I said with a grin, but if you'd like and you have some time, we could go for a spin. His round little mouth, all tied in a bow, burst into a smile, and he said, Come on, then, let's go. So not to disturb my neighbor's retreat, we pushed my old Corvette quietly onto the street. Then taking our places to drift down the hill, I turned on the key and let the clutch spill. The sound erupted and took Santa by surprise, but he liked it a lot. I could tell by the look in his eyes. With cold tires spinning and exhaust pipes aglow, we headed onto the roads where hot rodders go, and Santa's grin widened, approaching his ears with every shift up as I went through the gears. Then he yelled, can't recall when I felt so alive, so I backed off the gas and said, do you want to drive? Old Santa was stunned when I handed him the keys. As he walked past the headlights, he shook at his knees. Then the big block exploded with raspy exhaust sound. Santa let out the clutch, and the tires tore up the ground. Power shift into second, again in the third. I grabbed for the handle at a loss for a word. With the tank reaching empty, Santa returned to his sleigh, never to forget that ride in my stingray. Later, I heard him exclaim as he blasted from sight, Merry Christmas to all, it's been a great night. 
I thought that was fantastic, and I had to read that, Keith, before you and I closed out this podcast. Well, it's just, again, it's a celebration of everything that we hold for our Corvettes and to tie it in with Santa and the holidays. Yeah, it is a great night. For all of our Corvette friends, we do wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, great holidays, and we hope for our Corvette team that everything really smooths out for 2021. Keith, happy holidays, happy new year. I'm looking forward to doing these news and headline podcasts every other week in 2021. Oh, me too, Steve. I appreciate you having us. Again, all the stuff that we talked about is at CorvetteBlogger.com. We love to see you there. And if we see you on the streets, just wave and keep waving. Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today. And thanks to our flagship sponsors, too. Make sure you take advantage of these great podcast discounts from Haltech Systems. You can get 11% off with the code CT11. Use that online at H-A-L-L-T-E-C-H systems.com or call them at 262-965-4300. Also, APSIS USA. Get 10% off online at APSISUSA.com or call them at one 800 68 and mention the Corvette Today podcast to get your 10% discount. You've been listening to Corvette Today with Steve Garrett. If you'd like to contact Steve with any thoughts on the podcast or ideas for guests on Corvette Today, you can email him at stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. That's stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. Garrett has two R's and two T's. Or connect with Steve on social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using at Steve Garrett DJ. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today.